This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning we're going to be talking about our community and visiting with us is the director of the Rutherford County Emergency Medical Services, Carl Hudgens. Hey, Carl, good morning to you. Good morning, Bar. How are you doing? Doing great. Good to have you with us today. And County Commissioner Pettis Reed is with us also today. Pettis, good to have you today. Good morning, Bar. Good to be here today. Well, I guess we're all uh, awaiting... The uh, the remnants of the of the hurricane that's uh, coming ashore, and uh, d- what what kind of preparation are we making? Are we expecting anything more than just a, some heavy rain, or do we even know what we're expecting? Well, we're um, basically you know just uh, keeping an eye on it and see which way it's going to turn, and be working very close with Chris Clark over at our emergency management agency and. Uh, We'll come together and plan as news, you know, comes to us, and, and we'll be prepared for whatever happens. We'll cross our fingers that nothing serious happens. Yes, sir. One of the things that uh, <coughs> has come up over the past, I guess, about a year or so ago is when I first heard about this, was uh, the need for a forensic center for Rutherford County. Uh, our county mayor brought that up one morning on the radio, and I'd, I'd never thought about it before. Uh, the fact that if we had a, a major uh, group of fatalities here in our community, a bus wreck on the interstate, uh, you know, who knows what tornadoes coming through and uh, wiping out a huge area with a large number of deaths, we just are not equipped to handle that. And that's where the thought of the forensic center came up. Uh, and, and Nashville doesn't even have anything massive, do they? Well, uh, about a year ago, or just shortly after Mayor Ketron got elected, uh, I approached the mayor with my concerns uh, about, you know, having a forensic center or, or something that could handle a mass casualty situation. You know, we have two major interstates that run through this county. Got I-24 and 840. Sure. And you have a rail system, you know, that carries a lot of nasty. Oh, yeah. Um, you never know what's you, on. You never right. know. And you have, <clears throat> for instance, you got Pillsbury and Rich's products out here who have a lot of ammonia. I know for the thought of that. Cooling systems. And, you know, it's something I've been, it's been on my mind for a very long time. And it, it was, you know, the what if this happens you know how prepared are we and i just didn't like the situation we was in and if it ever does occur i want us to be able to handle the situation so i approached mayor ketron and and 
Mr. Chairman, about my concerns, and they've been very supportive, and and we've been looking into it. Um, I've got a good team that works for me, and I've been working a lot, you know, with the state, and I think Rutherford County could really benefit from it. Now, Rutherford County, we're in the middle of the census right now. Rutherford County's population, Pettis, is uh, what do you guesstimate it to be? You know, uh, for the total county right now, I'd say we're somewhere between uh, 340 to 360, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, it changes daily. Uh, it, a new car comes in every day, I guess is what you'd say. Uh, I'm out towards the Rockville area right there, and there are developments there continually. I sit on the uh, uh, on our planning commission, and I just noticed this Monday I had eight developments. I mean, I had four developments out that way, each one of them with uh, – uh, pretty close to 100 houses wow. starting to show up in that area just out there. And that's not counting the rest of the county. So when you look at that size of what we are looking at <clears throat> for the future, uh, this is something we have to look at. And I think when uh, Carl brought up the idea of the forensic center, I think, you know, we were taken back just like you were right there. This is just something that had never, yeah, never really crossed our, yeah. our path right there. And it's something that... Uh, uh, we took a look at. We thought it was something that's very reasonable, something that I think, as far as Rutherford County is concerned, uh, it was something that we could see as a way that uh, it would also be beneficial as far as cost, as far as budget, and things we were needing there, too, as well as if, if we work together maybe with a university or something, it could be also be a educational mm-hmm. uh, process, too. But, you know... Uh, it really uh, almost come true when you started thinking about what happened with COVID You're right. uh, at that time, too. We had some things that was given to us that come through the CDC that really frightened us to death. At the very beginning, everything there was an estimate. And some of those estimates, and I think Carl could tell you this, that we went home at night sometimes scared to death of what they said possible. It didn't mean it was going to happen, but it's possible. And we had to plan for that possibility. And when our um, uh, just so happened, we had hired a new uh, uh, our public safety director with Chris Clark. When we hired him, the day we hired him, he didn't even get to go home. He became active working in that. And then we started hearing about these numbers, the possibility that what COVID could relate to in Rutherford County as far as death is concerned. We had to prepare for it, and we did prepare for it. And uh, as I've told people, I've got a little gray truck out there, and the wheels never stopped rolling from March till today in what we were active in and what we were dealing with. I think people don't realize, and it wasn't until I heard some of these figures, uh, had no real, uh, no idea that we had so few uh, places to put deceased people. How, how many, when you look, I guess, is it only the two hospitals, or do we have some more somewhere else? No, we uh, currently are using St. Thomas Rutherford's uh, morgue, and we can... So there, the Stonecrest does not have one. Stonecrest can hold one or two for us, okay. but we're limited on the time that we could leave them there because, you know, it's theirs and they may need it. Now, when you say morgue, 
I, you, when you watch movies and TV shows, you think right. of this massive place. Right, How many like people will, will the one at St. Thomas hold? The one at St. Thomas is about the size of this room. And and how many and, persons will it? Uh, we can hold four, possibly six. Okay. So in a county of 350,000, 360,000, you have four to six at St. Thomas and over at Stonecrest, what did you say again? One to two. One to two. Not even ten people then. No, sir. Eight at the max. Uh, that's not a big catastrophe no, to sir. reach eight. And COVID, uh, what we were being told, I think, from CDC, that uh, that could have been in one day, what they were originally telling us, uh, which we were very fortunate we didn't have that. And But, but see, everybody didn't know. Uh, you, you didn't know that. So you have to plan for what you had to. And and uh, due to the uh, swift thinking of, of our director here and our and our public safety director, we prepared for that. We we did prepare for uh, the worst, and it didn't didn't occur. But we were prepared for it, so uh, we had to do some things, uh, somewhat like a mass unit, I guess you would say, in a battlefield, and and that was done. And uh, your um, your individuals who are responsible for that took care of it, and. Uh, I had the opportunity to see them in action, to actually go see some of this that was being done and how they were ready to handle this if Rutherford County had got into that situation. And I think the citizens of Rutherford County should be proud of that fact that they were prepared to do what we had to do uh, if it was needed. And uh, But, you know... We don't want to be caught with this again. Yeah, you were given a breather. Yeah. What, and we're, we're talking about six to eight deceased persons being able to be held in a morgue for all of Rutherford County, 360-something thousand people. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of talking time to work this out. How is it going now, a year later? Well, we're still we're still talking. We're we're still dealing in that, but yet we have uh, worked out some uh, plans and things that uh, we're going to be able to uh, uh, put together a uh, a smaller operation right now. I think Carl can explain to you what we do now. Uh, we have uh, we're working with a grant right now to put together a uh, facility that will help us uh, in some other areas, but we're still working with Nashville. Uh, facility down there. How if, many do they have? How many persons can they hold in their facility? I don't know the exact number of what they can hold. Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to take just go out on a limb and just take a guess. Probably fifty or sixty. However, not not a huge amount. No, sir. But they're serving other counties also. And um, just keep in mind when we send somebody to Nashville, it's for an autopsy. Now, sometimes if we're not ordering an autopsy and the family hadn't decided on a funeral home or we're trying to locate family, you know, we have to hold hold the deceased until arrangements can be made. And sometimes, you know, it's taking in in working with law enforcement to track down families. Hadn't even um, thought about that, yeah. You know, um, we hold them. <clears throat> now, technically, you know, 72 hours, they're actually the responsibility of the county. However, um, I feel it's right to give a little bit extra effort in trying to locate families so they can be notified and 
and proper arrangements can be made. Very definitely. <laughs> One of the conversations with this subject was Middle Tennessee State University. One of their uh, really uh, growing departments is the Criminal Justice Department. And you talked about putting this under that. What kind of interest did you see there? You know, I, I think we're seeing interest there. Of course, anything like that, uh, uh, I, I think it moves, uh, you know, cautiously. Uh, they have to think about it. You're, you know, you're thinking about uh, you're thinking about funding and, and, and that sort of thing. I, I think it would be an ex- excellent fit uh, with what they have there. They already have somewhat of a, a forensic study there. Uh, they already do some things there. They have some of the top-notch uh, professors in that area that do work in in that that field and they have students that are coming there and doing that and we could see a possibility that that would be a great uh, uh, a great fit for the university to work in that area too for study there I, you know we we think about the many facets of uh, middle tennessee uh, state out here and what they do work with i i'd love to see being a you know this year makes my I'd be a Golden Raider this year. Well, congratulations. Uh, uh, <laughs> I as, already am. <laughs> yeah, so, so th- this year would be my year as a, as a Golden Raider. But I could, Are, are I, they going to offer that this year? You know, COVID has knocked out the oh, Golden Raiders no. this year. Uh, I was. Uh, they contacted me to tell me that there wouldn't be Golden Raiders this year, but they would have to do it at a later date. I said, that was all right. <clears throat> In 1970, when I had to graduate, it rained out the graduation, and they had to stick us in the in – the, uh, uh, the gym, but uh, I said I can understand how the graduates felt this year because we did, went through some of the same things. But, but you know, I could see the university out here. This would be a great opportunity for them too. But you know, you have to uh, work that within uh, uh, the board that they have there, whether it would work and things of that type. But, but we we think it would be a great opportunity, something we could work with uh, with them and, and be beneficial not only for the university but for the county but for possibly middle tennessee because you don't have that type of facility anywhere close now Uh, tell me this uh, are are you looking at classroom space as well as a morgue uh, where the students could learn actually uh, from from doing i guess uh yes sir uh keep in mind uh, mayor ketron had played a big part in my uh, coming together with the MTSU on a medical school program, and the, I see nothing that but good that could come out of it on the education side of it. And uh, so, my hopes that we can get MTSU and Meharry and uh, and the counties to basically do a P three partnership. And um, <clears throat> I really think we can offset the cost of the operation of the forensic center and also taking in the surrounding counties, the decedents that, you know, that need an autopsy. Now, let yeah. me ask you this. this. This is strictly a Rutherford County question. So if you're listening to us outside of Rutherford County, we're not meaning to offend. How can we assure that this is built in Rutherford County and say over at MTSU where it's going to be tied with the criminal justice department as opposed to being built in Nashville at Meharry 
How can how can we do that? Well, I I, I don't know what that would be something that uh, Chairman Reed and the mayor and the commission, you know, when on the political side of doing that, you know, as the corner of Rutherford County, my interest is taking care of Rutherford County, and um, <clears throat> you know, I'm I'm concerned with the number we're having to. Each year, it's increasing as this county grows. And uh, how many fatal? How many deaths? Uh, just all deaths would be involved. How many of those do we have per well, year? Well, you can plan uh, st- statistically for every one thousand people. You can plan on doing one autopsy. Now, so three hundred and fifty, three hundred and sixty, or so. yes, sir. Now we're averaging. Uh, close to 240 and 250 and the reason for that is <clears throat> it's it's where you pass away determines the county that's responsible for paying for the autopsy let me give you an example say something happens to you here in Rutherford County um, one instance would be a shooting and we take you to Vanderbilt or Nashville to a level one trauma center and that's where you pass away okay that county is the one that's actually paying for the autopsy so statistically on our end if <clears throat> we didn't send anybody to nashville we would be around the 350 a year range let me ask you this because we hear so much about young people particularly young people uh, committing suicide. The, yes. the number of suicides are up dramatically. Uh, is it up strictly for young people, or is it across the board in all ages? It, it's all ages. Uh, there are some young people, but actually our overdoses and our suicides are more in the age range of 35 to 55 year old. Thirty-five. So, so we're talking about middle-aged people. Yes, sir. We're not talking about kids who are being bullied by uh, right. social we, media. We do have those, but on average, the age is uh, thirty-five to fifty-five. Have you noticed an increase, say, from January to now? <clears throat> In other words, during COVID nineteen. Yes, sir. Uh, June concerned me. The month of June. Um, we had eight suicides. And what ages? And was there a trend there? It is about the same. Uh, we had, I believe, the youngest one might have been twenty-two, but on average, it was thirty-five to forty-five, and mostly males. Mostly males. Yes, sir. How can we change that? I mean, obviously, somehow we need to get through to those people before they make that decision that's a good question it's a question i've been asking the 30 years i've been in this uh, line of work Uh, another thing that's concerning me are overdoses and uh and that's on purpose is that i mean no sir I, I i don't believe those are suicides um they're listed as an as an accident unless they leave a note stating what their intentions were but I, I don't think they're out trying to harm herself I just think that 
you know, with fentanyl. Uh, is it because of the addiction? Do you yes, think? Sir. And they just need it more, more. Yes, sir. And on overdoses, <clears throat> um, now we pick up on the EMS side. We respond to a lot of overdoses, but usually the deaths that we find are in the same age range, 35 to 55-year-old. <clears throat> and I believe the reason is the younger people are always together. The older people, the 35 to 45, are off on their own now. And a lot of them have, have been on this stuff. They're so addicted, they've lost all their friends. Uh, sometimes I'm not saying the family shuns them, but they've just, you know, done all they can do for them. And so they're using by their self. The younger crowd appears to be, believe it or not, they're actually having what's called Narcan parties. And they will, they have Narcan, which reverses the effect of a narcotic. And they'll sit around and start using, and there'll be one who's not using, and he'll go around and use Narcan on the ones that were uh, using the drug. And then once they recover, the one that had the Narcan, he will use it. What is Narcan? I, it's I, a, <clears throat> it's a, we've carried it on the ambulance for years. It's not a new drug, but it's it's a medicine that blocks the effect of narcotics. So you're saying they're taking the narcotics and then using the Narcan to block it? Yes, sir. Are they, are they, is this like the movies you see about the flatliners? They want to see how close to death that's, they that, can get? That's a good example of it. And these, this is what our youngsters are doing for their thrills? Yes, sir. Wow. And, you know, like I said, the older people who, you know, were in their late 30s to 50s, they're not having these parties. They've pretty much been shunned. And they're by themselves, and and when they go, they go. They There's go. nobody to help yes, them. Our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. A lot to take in this morning, but I think that'll give you an idea of the direction that uh, things are going in this world. Do you have a thought on that? We're going to open up the phone lines in just a moment, and also the text line. So if you have a phone call you want to make we've got the folks here who can help you they unfortunately have had first-hand experience in this give us a call 615-893-1450 carl hudgens is with us the director of the rutherford county emergency medical services county commissioner pettis reed also here stay with us call us right now in the sky. There it is. The tallest tower in Murfreesboro. This is WGNS FM, AM, and worldwide at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurant. We're excited to announce that our dining rooms are back up and running. We may not be at full capacity and we may not have all of your favorite menu items or the favorite touches that you're used to having, but at the same time, we are excited to be able to serve you. We have brought our servers back. We have retrained them. Our cooks are excited to put the steaks on plates.
meats that you can cut with a real knife as opposed to plasticware from your home. And I invite your family to come and join our family back at Demas's Restaurants on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Come by our store, Music World and Drummer's Den. We're a full-line music instrument store with well over 5,000 square feet packed with great instruments in every category. In guitars, we're your local dealer for the two top acoustic guitar brands in the world, Martin and Taylor. We've got the best selection and prices anywhere in the state of Tennessee on these. This is Dave Kivanemi at Music World and Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Good morning. Traffic still holding up out here as far as really bad interstate accidents. Now we've seen tons of radar down I-24, especially uh, coming out of Coffee County into Rutherford County up by Epps Mill Road. They were out there earlier. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is the original hot chicken in Middle Tennessee. They're online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Thank you, Chuck. What about that Murfreesboro weather? Brought to you by First National Bank of Murfreesboro. We'll see a few spotty showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon with mostly cloudy skies, a high in the low 90s, southwest winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 73. COVID-19 has changed our world. And First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you. Scams steal your money. I'm Shelly Rigsby, manager of First National Bank of Murfreesboro. And I'm Amanda Gentry. Don't give your personal information to people you don't know, even if they say they're the police or anyone. Get with First National Bank of Murfreesboro, 2230 Mercury Boulevard. Now, a part of the Capstar Bank family. Member FBI Signals, 1 a.m. Signal, and worldwide on WGNSRadio.com. You can listen to us anywhere. We are WGNS Murfreesboro. Welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. This is the segment where we take your phone calls or your text messages, whichever you prefer. Now, I want to just mention this because everybody says, well, be sure and tell them, don't text if you're driving. Don't. Yeah, pull over to the side. Do not text while you're driving, please. County Commissioner Pettis Reed is with us, along with Carl Hudgens, the director of the Rutherford County Emergency Medical Services. We're looking at uh, our need for a forensic center here in Rutherford County. We're looking at uh, how potentially close are we. Right now, we have an ability to handle six to eight deceased persons at one time, as far as a a coroner is uh, concerned, as far as a morgue is concerned. And so uh, six to eight, with a population of 360-something thousand, is a dangerous situation to be in. And uh, with what we're hearing from Davidson County, uh, with their increasing the property taxes there, that number of people flowing into Rutherford County is about to become uh, a gusher, it sounds like. Uh, and, And it... From what we heard the other day on the radio, uh, we're building uh, multi-unit housing to handle those folks. So they're coming. They're coming, Bart. And, um, you know, that, that's and, and I'm continually having people to ask me, uh, you know, uh, what are y'all doing to slow this down? You know, I don't understand how you can slow it down. I, mean, I, I don't think you can. I, I don't think you can. It, it's, it's here and what you have to deal with. 
uh, Carl sitting here with us. Uh, he is our he is our coroner. Uh, he 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 knows this. He he sees who what what we're having going on here. We uh, went during the break there. Uh, we were just looking at the numbers here of deaths. We since January we've had fifteen homicides. Fifteen. This. This is in Rutherford County. Big, this is a big city now. Yeah, big yeah, crime. When, when you think in Rutherford County, the Rutherford County we both <coughs> grew up in here. Oh, it wasn't well, this way. It, you never heard of this. No. But, but here we now we've already had since January fifteen homicides, and, and what we what we do here. Um, I know when I uh, my first time that I ran and became a, a county commissioner, I wanted to be a part of that committee that worked in in public safety and i did i got it right then i was vice chairman at that time and now i'm chairman of that committee and uh we're seeing all these things change when it comes to public safety and everything we do uh when it deals with the ambulance service that we have here and and how they're continually having to improve and work with what they've got to do our emergency uh, situations that we have to continually and be involved with our sheriff's department uh, and what we're having to do there, uh, it can't slow down. Uh, and that's the thing is you can't slow it down and, and what uh, we're having to do with our first responders and, and what they've got to do. So uh, th- this is continually a, a day-in, day-out situation that we have to watch, we have to work with. And this is all totally new. And some of this is um, since uh, March when we got, we walked off into covid uh, it's all new and, and the way that we but handle it. But those shootings were not the murders. No, they're not. The, this is just, uh, like we said, since January that, that uh, this has happened. And, you know, I don't uh, know if uh, – uh, and it's got to be to the fact that we've had more to come in here. We've had more uh, involvement in um, uh, probably the uh, criminal element may be there too, but – but, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a situation that a lot of people that are out there that do not realize this is here that, that we're having to deal with and have to handle. Well, I guess a lot of it's the fact that we're 360,000 people now. Mm-hmm. We also, as Carl had said, which is a good thing for some reasons, uh, some reasons it's not as good, having two interstates, I-40 and I-24, that is a good, quick way to get out of here, too. So I think that is has been said to increase crime yeah you know i've always said that rutherford county has an x on it and they'll say what do you mean it has an x on it well you just take a look at it we have i-24 and i-40 uh and then 840 right here too it it has an x drawn right across it sure you're right and i said they're either coming in or going out and i said and they're not doing it slowly (laughs) and i said anything that happens in the state of tennessee comes across rutherford county and I said, uh, it's here. Yeah, anything that you're dealing, you know, one of the first things I did as a county commissioner was to take the sheriff's uh, uh, academy, Citizens Academy. And it opened my eyes to a lot of things that happened right here uh, within this, uh, this county. And I, I would I'd recommend that to any of our citizens out there to, to get involved, see what's going on and seeing where you can make a difference. Very definitely. We have a text question here, and this one uh, is probably a pretty simple answer. Uh, This is a question about if a person is involved in an accident or uh, a need for an ambulance of one reason or another, do you take them to the closest hospital or do you take them to the next hospital on the list 
that has not had a person in a while? That, that's a good question. <clears throat> a lot of it depends on how injured the patient is. You know, if they uh, got minor bumps and bruises and and um, stable, we'll let them choose the hospital now. So our, they have to choose it. Well, we well, give them that I mean, option. And, assuming they're able to talk. Right. You know, if they're stable and, and talking just like you and I are, and um, <clears throat> we'll let them choose the hospital they want to go to. And Rutherford County EMS will transport to any hospital in this county, that, which would be Stonecrest or uh, St. Thomas Rutherford, or any hospital at the surrounding county, which means Williamson, Cannon, uh, Coffee. Wilson and Davidson, and um, but the, if it's trauma related or you know, we'll if we have to, we will either fly them from the scene, Vanderbilt Health Life Flight, or we'll take them to Vanderbilt. But sometimes we may have to to divert to the closest hospital here to get them more stabilized in order to get them to a level trauma one. Uh, now, are all of our helicopters going to Vanderbilt? I know we used to occasionally, uh, and this would, I, I guess it's by air, it doesn't matter, uh, they would take them to Erlinger, to Chattanooga. There's, we've had, uh, I've actually worked some scenes, uh, it's been a while, but... Um, uh, we had a bad wreck out on I-24 in between Murfreesboro and Smyrna. I believe we flew out six six patients that night. And half went to Vandy, and the other ones went to Erlinger. Okay. And, uh, but for the most I, I part... I guess that's because of patient overload or something you right, didn't want to... Right. And, but for the most part, they either go to Vandy or... or um, Skyline. Okay, we have another text here, and I'll try to sort of paraphrase this one because they get into too much detail, uh, and, and we want to give uh, some anonymity to these people. This one is asking about a person who was uh, a pedestrian who was hit by a vehicle, and uh, it was uh, here in Murfreesboro, and they were transported to Stonecrest, uh, to Smyrna. Uh, but to get there, you more than likely had to drive by uh, the hospital here, uh, and that person did, died. Uh, why was the decision made to take them to Smyrna? Well, that... Um, and like I say, we're not going to say right. where that was. Uh, you know, I would need a little bit more detail. I mean, you know, I don't know where it happened at. Maybe they were closer to Stonecrest, but Stonecrest is a level three trauma center. Is that what is uh, St. Thomas? I don't believe they're a level yet from what I understand. Okay, so as far as serious uh, injuries, Stonecrest is a higher level, or is a ranked level. Right. And um, so in order for me to answer that question more accurately, I'd have to have a Well, what you just said makes sense. I mean, I'd never... I'd never heard that before. All right. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450.
Uh, here's another question. When is an autopsy necessary, and who absorbs the cost? Okay. That's a good question. A lot of people think age determines the factor on getting an autopsy, and that's not necessarily true. We order autopsies on anything that we can't explain. Um, <clears throat> so, but there are some things that are automatic. Um, anytime there's a shooting, uh, that's automatic because that's a criminal investigation. A lot of uh, car wrecks, some of those are um, sent for an autopsy because there still may be a criminal investigation. I work under Dr. McDonald, who is our county medical examiner, and also Jenny Jones, our district attorney. So I'm their eyes and ears on the ground and work very closely, very well with all the law enforcement. And if we can't reasonably explain the death, then most likely we're going to order an autopsy. So anything that we can explain, you know, why did this happen? If there's nothing obvious, um, then we will require an autopsy. And as far as the cost is concerned, uh, the county absorbs the cost by law. So there's no cost to the individual? No, sir. Unless it's a private autopsy, the family can request it if we're not going to do one, the family can have a private autopsy done and then the cost would be to them. But as when us as a county, the county exhausts the cost. We have another text here. This one is also dealing with cost. And they're saying uh, if they are involved in a serious accident and are injured and uh, an ambulance comes to pick them up, uh, who pays the cost if they don't have insurance? Who pays the cost? Is there a cost for an ambulance, or is that something else absorbed by the county in which this accident occurred? A lot of times the county absorbs that cost. Okay, because I have noticed, uh, at least in news reports, they will say things like uh, the person refused uh, to be transported or something. Right. And if that's the case, there's no, there's no charge. Why are they refusing? That's, you know... In my mind, and maybe I'm way off, I'm thinking, I'm not a doctor. Uh, I better get some attention just, even though I feel pretty good, maybe I ought to be sure that I feel pretty good. Well, you know, if if they um, answer our questions appropriately and are oriented, and um, some people just don't like to go to the doctor. I mean, mm-hmm. we really encourage it. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, as long as they're uh, stable and rational and uh, competent in that decision, they have that right to refuse to go to the hospital. But we're pretty good at encouraging them to go. um, I'd much rather take them to the hospital. But keep in mind also, somebody somebody else may have called for the ambulance they didn't so i didn't want you here anyway and you know they're already aggravated enough they've been in a wreck and <clears throat> sometimes you just know when you need to walk away our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. 615-893-1450 talk or text and you can do them both on that one number 
615-893-1450. We're going to check on the weather, and we'll be back. Stay with us. I can radio that's kind of possessed. It's coast-to-coast coast AM overnight every night. You have a possessed radio? Yeah. WGNS, Murfreesboro. Let me ask you a question. How do you feel about two for $3 Lay's or Cheetos? Hmm, that's a good deal. What about regular M&M's for only a buck? Well, these are just a handful of sweet deals that you'll find right now at MAPCO. You'll be surprised how they always have great deals for you every day and your everyday cravings right there at MAPCO. And don't forget to download from their My Rewards mobile app. If you don't have one, you're missing out. My Rewards mobile app at MAPCO. And this is good for both uh, iPhones and Androids. It's absolutely free. The My Rewards mobile app from MAPCO. Stop and save at the local Mapco store. Go boy. Oh, man, you'll love it over there. Hey guys, I'm Marcellus from Bubba Gandy Seafood, the freshest seafood in town with a new delivery every single week. The Gandy name started in the seafood industry over 60 years ago in Panama City, Florida. Now in the borough. On Memorial Boulevard across from the SportsCon. Hi, this is Tina Fox, the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. If you're having any gardening needs or needing anything to help those plants grow, something for your furry friends, have a wonderful clothing line, and a great gift department for whatever kind of gift you should need. We have our Duke Cannon line for the men's grooming products. We also have our Farmhouse Fresh for our ladies. This is Tina Fox, the Rutherford Farmers Co-op, Farm and Home Center at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. For 80 years, Roscoe Brown has been the trusted name in heating, cooling, and plumbing for Middle Tennessee homeowners and businesses. Throughout the years, our number one goal has been to accurately assess your HVAC and plumbing systems. With four locations in Middle Tennessee, we provide 24-7 assistance by calling 1-888-MY-ROSCOE. Turn to the experts at Carrier and Roscoe Brown. People you know, a name you trust. RoscoeBrown.com. RoscoeBrown.com. We'll see a few spotty showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon with mostly cloudy skies, a high in the low 90s, southwest winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 73. This is Jeff Graham with Tire World. I want to invite you to visit our new off-road department at our Memorial Boulevard location, featuring lift kits, leveling kits, light bars, as well as wheel and tire packages. Just come by and ask for Gator for all your off-road needs. That's Tire World on Memorial Boulevard. All Sports Talk, weekdays at 5. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk. We're back again. The final segment, just about uh, oh, three minutes left, so don't waste any time. Commissioner Pettis Reed is with us this morning, along with Rutherford County Emergency Medical Services Director Carl Hudgens. We're talking about the need for a forensic center here in Rutherford County. Are we close enough, uh, Pettis, to, to give an estimated date when construction might start, or are we just still really in the preliminary stage? We're still preliminary. We're still talking back and forth and, and seeing where we go from there. Uh, COVID really took us away from that 
uh, really. Uh, I mean, we've been so involved in everything else. Uh, it, it's just uh, really taken that off of the chart at this time. Uh, it, it's not out of our mind. It's not out of that discussion. But uh, everybody's had to deal with everything else. Uh, we were uh, we were talking with with MTSU at that time. But see, MTSU's got their problems too uh, with what they've had to do uh, deal with. Uh, you know, they're just trying to get back uh, back to school. And then uh, we're trying to get everything to go as far as the county is concerned, keeping it in operation. Um, so, so right now, I guess you would say we're on hold. We haven't give up. Uh, we have people that are still quite interested in, in what we're trying to do and how we're trying to do this. But we still think it's something that is uh, would give Rutherford County a good opportunity, uh, a good chance to. Uh, to take care of possibly a problem that's out there because like i said before you got to look at what's available and how close there is for a facility like this uh, i'm not exactly sure i can't tell you right now how what's the closest but it's a long way off uh, you get into a situation where you have a, uh, where we have multiple deaths at some time and i don't like to even think about that but it's a possibility uh, you have a plane crash or something like that what do you do, and, and where do you go from there? Uh, it, it's, it's a major concern. It's something we'll have to look at maybe sometime down the line and where we go from there. So uh, it, it's something that, that we, have, we have on our uh, drawing board. And from what Carl is saying, it sounds like there's nothing around here. I mean, not even Davidson County has. No. If we had a plane crash. Now, you had Davidson County that's have, handling several counties. And, and they have 50 or so uh, facilities. Right. And uh, then uh, you have several counties that, that go all the way to Memphis. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, uh, that's what you're dealing with right here within the state of Tennessee. Now, before we leave again, because uh, you've got your, your pulse, uh, you've got your finger on that pulse, uh, with, with what's going on in Davidson County, with their increases in property taxes, are we already seeing an increase in people moving over that county line into Rutherford County? I can't say we're having that. Um, I have no doubt that there are people that are looking. They're already thinking that away. But uh, to come out and say for sure that they have, they're starting to move, uh, I can't say that. And, I, and I'll not come straight out and say that. But I'm pretty certain there are people that are already making plans to do so. I mean, with the school systems we have, with everything that we have here in Rutherford County, uh, and with the, uh, the property taxes that we do have, uh, I, I can't see any reason why they wouldn't. And, Carl, that, that same issue with you, as the population increases, your workload, uh, the potential, also increases. <clears throat> are, are we equipped to handle that? Well, just last month, the ambulance service set a record number on calls. We did over 3,300 calls in a month, and that's not going to slow down. And the more is the bigger this county gets, the more calls we're going to have. So, <clears throat> you know, I am looking into um, what I need to do to keep up with it, and um, and we will. We'll. Get and this it. forensic center would be a big help. That, it sounds. Like. And and that too, because you know, um, 
you know, death is not something people like to talk about, but it's, here. it's reality. Sure. And a lot of people don't know this, but we we probably have over 200 deaths a month in this county just from natural causes. You know, nursing homes and, and natural deaths. Um, <clears throat> so it's it is a reality, and and it's my job to um, see to it that it's taken care of properly. We want to say a special thank you to Carl Hudgens, Rutherford County Emergency Medical Services Director, for visiting with us this morning, and County Commissioner Pettis Reed. Thank you both for joining us. Truman's next, right here on WGNS Murfreesboro. 